Kamusta Katanoomers? Welcome to Tanum Tuesdays, a podcast where we talk to folks around the Philippines about their gardens, farms, food forests, and anything and everything about Tanum, which means plants. Here are your Katanoomers in this podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Jinkin. I'm Marcel. And I'm Albert. And now, on with the show. Hello, Katanoomers. Welcome back to another episode of Tanum Tuesdays. It is with great pleasure that I share the very first interview I've done for this podcast, and I'm glad that it was with a very good friend from medical postgraduate internship days. For this episode, I talked to Dr. Trina De La Liana, a psychiatrist currently practicing online at Mind Care Club and Quezon City General Hospital, as well as on-site at the Medical City and UPPGH. She had her residency in psychiatry at UPPGH with a subspecialty in psychiatry for the medically ill. She describes herself as the proud mother of two feline dragons, and she does not think that love for the indoors and outdoors are mutually exclusive. She talks to us about plants and mental health. Without further ado, here's our episode with Dr. Tina De La Liana. Enjoy! Alright, can you give us some background about yourself and how you got into psychiatry and why you chose it? Okay, so I graduated from uh, my general and adult psychiatry training program for PGH. My subspecialty training program in consultation liaison psychiatry, which is psychiatry the medically ill, I also did in PGH. So right now I practice sometimes in PGH, uh, mostly at home now online with my care club. And then I also do on-site clinic in the medical city once a month. Okay, so what got me into psychiatry? There's probably a long and dramatic answer somewhere in there, but, you know, the most practical is that, well, I like people, basically. And also, it's a quality of life specialty in terms of for both the patient and actually the doctor. So, yeah, I wanted to be able to create a life for myself where I am so much more than a doctor. Uh, when I started medical school, I thought I was going to be a surgeon, Chin. But, but if you remember the PGHOR, it wasn't happy. There was, the only green was the tiles <laughs> and, the, and the linens. <laughs> and there, was, there wasn't much sun. So that kind of made me sad over training. So anyway, going into residency... Um, after a particularly difficult patient, I'd be able to stand up and walk the halls, stand up and talk to the nurses, or look out the window and see the living green things, not not tiles, not not linens, that kind of thing. So, yeah, psych was pretty much um, a mental and emotional choice for me. Okay, I'd like to clarify that. When you were in high school or college, did you see yourself as a doctor already? Yeah, it was definitely an option. And yeah, I was going to go for the usual specialties. The medicine, as everyone knows it. Because that's pretty much all I knew about it as well. All right. So I'll get right to the questions at hand. So there have been several studies about mental health benefits of being around nature. So does this also apply to growing or taking care of plants as you see it? Definitely. Definitely. It's pretty much the same principle because... Uh, physical health and mental health, they're actually a biological, psychological, and social thing. So how does that work biologically? Actually being around plants, being around nature, and even taking care of something 
kahit hindi plant, okay, taking care of something, taking care of someone outside of yourself, that is actually also physically relaxing. Okay? Lowers blood pressure, lowers stress hormones, helps you to just take things one at a time and concentrate better, that kind of thing, which leads us into the psychological benefits of it. So biologically, we get the care hormones such as oxytocin, which in turn enhances our mood, enhances our emotions. There And since socially in terms of plants, well, there's an entire network of plantitos and plantitas <laughs> going around. So, you know, it's a really great way to reach out to others. Because uh, the thing is with animals, let's say, animals you take care of love you back, quote-unquote, because, you know, they come to you, they sit beside you, some of them lick you. Plants don't really do that. But, you know, there's a really special rush you get if the plant blooms. The flower is like a gift to you, right? So correct, that's correct. sort of like the that's sort of like the social quote unquote aspect that the plant will give you themselves. But in terms of others, you know, uh, connecting with others, giving tips and helping each other take care of your plants, that's a huge thing. Sharing the hobby in effect. That's really a loaded reply. And I would probably need some time to digest what you said later on when I get to brief my katanumers about your answers. But it's very nice because there are positive connotations about it, especially about growth, about a seed blooming into a flower, and then that flower um, reproducing another seed or a fruit to propagate itself. And in the end, whether it's a plant or animal, I completely agree that we're here to nurture each other. That was great. What did you think about that interview, Albert? You know, it was nice to get a professional look or the, a perspective from a professional, especially when it comes to psychology about the benefits of plants. And I really liked how she broke it down. And it's, it, it's like, this is really good for us and for our listeners to really see like the breakdown of how we actually benefit from being plantitos and plantitas. And she, she, what, she put it into Thripa, the ben- psychological benefits, right? Biological, social, and um, what was it? Hindi physical, physical or mental or basta. I liked how she broke it down. And um, the big thing that popped out to me is the fact that you're caring for something in itself is um, already beneficial. And she was right. She made a point that with pets, how pet if you have a pet, when you care for a pet, they 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 go to you, they like to be petted, cats will purr, dogs will, you know, will will bark or they'll look so happy. Although plants may not be able to emote like that, but I, I stopped and I thought about how my plants show me how they benefit from my care. You know, how I I, I thought about I I have a whole bunch of calamansi. Those were the few, the first plants that I planted a year ago. Uh, all I did, because we, we love calamansi, I used to have it in tea all the time. And I would just, I experimented long. This is way before we got the garden and I planted them. And when they, I, I just planted them spontaneously. Like I have all these seeds, we, we throw them away all the time. Let's just see what happens. And I remember when they they sprouted, that was like, my mind was blown because I never even thought I could, actually help something grow from a seed because I've tried throughout my whole life as a kid. If I plant this, it should grow and never, 
ever has anything grown. Maybe in school, and I didn't really think about it that much then. But so I really wasn't expecting anything. So I guess what I'm trying to say is when you see the effect of your care on the plant, it, it actually grows. And then Gayon, actually the other day, I replanted one of the calamanse. And I was thinking to myself, you are one of the oldest things I've cared, <laughs> cared for and helped birth in this world. <laughs> and so that, I felt so happy, you know? And um, I think that's the, just the tip of the iceberg, what she mentioned about all these benefits that we get from plants. And I really appreciated the whole breakdown that just the tip, tip of the iceberg, but I'm sure it goes way deeper than that. This is psychology, but we're talking about years and decades and you know, generations of study. But yeah, I was really happy to, to get that, at least that professional perspective. And uh, yeah, that was my thoughts. Thank you, Albert. How about you, Rizal? Did you get any um, fruitful observations from our interview with Doctrina? Yeah, thanks so much for the interview, by the way, Chinkin. Yeah, I agree with, with Albert. We all experience it one way or the other, you know, just taking care of plants. It has a different effect on us. But for a professional to explain how it affects our bodily functions, you know, our hormones. I know um, oxytocin is also the hormone for bonding, I think. It also is the same hormone for when you have a child. I think that's the, the first thing that comes up, you know. So it's, it's really about caring for something. And yeah, it's, it, it's funny because um, this whole time when we're in quarantine, um, we're so bored. We're also thinking about getting pets now. <laughs> like... <laughs> But we're, we have some, you know, we have some community cats we, we take care of from time to time. And it's different. We, we like experiencing, you know, the feedback from them. But it's different with plants too. Um, but what I like about plants is they, they react a certain way, in a different way. And I think for me, one of the things that I really learned from them, because they're, they're not you know, they're not giving me anything. They're not giving me feedback or whatever. But I'm just by observing them, that's already like such a learning experience for me. And I always go back to, you know, you have to always drink water. You have to get some sunshine. You're basically a plant with emotions. <laughs> like I, I always go back to that observation and the same thing actually in the towards the end um how chinkin kind of compares us with with plants then that you know if we are in a in in a good environment we thrive um and if we the the, the social aspect of it also is is very interesting because you know it's it, if you're not the only one doing it you can share your experience with other people so yeah it's it's very interesting. I mean, it's it's good that we we get to see, we get to hear that perspective. I love that. I love the the what you said yourself that we're basically plants with emotions, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The interview, or at least the first part, I think it's the shortest first part we've ever had, but it's very substantial, short and sweet. What she said about the the act of taking care of something or someone outside of yourself other than yourself that was that was amazing to hear you know like it's really like i've been i've been writing and thinking about these 
existential things <laughs> while in you know while this pandemic is going on and yun nga, it's really you get to make more sense of things when you stop thinking just of yourself and inward you know your thoughts when you get trapped there then it gets very hazy i think it can get very hazy but once you start thinking about others and caring for their welfare then then things have more meaning and i guess that's that's what plants give us as well right they might not uh provide feedback like animals or other people but they still do give us feedback and i think it's i don't know i think it's a collaboration with them you know the like when i look at our forest garden it has so many stories you know stories about the plants stories about the people who have visited there and who have worked there and the stories are there every time i'm there i see i see a plant and i remember a memory right and i think the ability to make those stories with the plants that's like a collaboration with them in a way right i don't know if i'm just romanticizing the the garden or whatnot but but you know this is like in contrast with the scientific basis of doctrine <laughs> but you know the our mangosteen tree like the bigger one it's it, when i first planted it transplanted it it wasn't thriving it had like all the leaves almost all the leaves turned brown and but it still grew a little bit you know it sprouted new leaves although not as big as the older ones and then every day or every time i'm there and i would see it i would Towards like, siguro three months after transplanting it, I started thinking lang inside my head, maybe I need to cut this down. <laughs> like, you know, maybe it's not, it's just going to die, right? And then it's amazing. Like the, the following week, it sprouted these like leaves that became really healthy. And, and this is not the first time it happened in the garden. Like there's been a few plants that I would think I wouldn't even say it out loud because I'm alone there. <laughs> but I would think that I probably have to, like, you know, I don't know, like, give up on this plant. And then the next week, that plant would do something. It's, you know, there's, it's very unscientific. But Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my hypothesis would be that there's some mycelium network connected to your neurons. <laughs> and then they could just literally hear you. And then they just heal themselves and show some overt signs of healing. But I'm very <laughs> glad of your perspectives on this first half. And I'm so happy that Doctrina made sense about our sympathy that plants have an effect on our mental health. And she verbally expressed it so well. And she yeah. was able to articulate it in a language that we could understand. So I'll proceed to the next question. Why do you think people have turned to plants during this pandemic? Well, at its most basic, off the top of my head, it's because we're stuck at home. Um, a lot of the things we used to do to have fun, to relax ourselves, to even interact with others or to take care of others, we don't have access to it all the time. We can't even visit our friends, even if we tell ourselves we're 100% sure that they don't have COVID. Yes. You're, you're not sure. While, you know, uh, you and your plant friends, you're all at home. 
And you're able to actually even care for the more complicated plant breeds because you're actually at home and, you know, you can watch them and see if they need anything over the course of the day as opposed to you being always on the go. Okay. So I'm thinking accessibility. I'm thinking for some of us, our schedules have drastically changed due to this pandemic, be it at work or even with our families. For some, plants lend themselves to that, that kind of thing. So we're still able to maintain a hobby or something to do besides our obligations. That is actually pleasurable. Correct. Can I ask something personal about yourself? Um, do you consider yourself very outdoorsy? Do you get energized when you're with plants or when you're with people? Or do you get to appreciate just being in nature? Oh, definitely. Uh, I'm not really the hiking type of person. Okay. But if I get dragged into a hike kicking and screaming, <laughs> I will eventually stop kicking and screaming because... Because nature is beautiful. What matters to me more in the outdoors is actually getting the sun. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, and of course, where, the, where there is sun, there is also nature. Correct. So, it's pretty much that that I'm chasing after. Lately, since pandemic started, I have actually taken to visiting the garden a little more often. Okay. So, I don't take care of plants myself, but I am definitely watching the plants now. Okay. <laughs> is, is it wrong to build a completely different routine in order to cope with something? Like for our patients or for our katanumers who ventured into the benefits of having or being around plants, do you think it's not too drastic a measure that they've gone into that field or longing? Uh, not at all. Not at all. I think this pandemic has already taken our routines. Okay, so, you know, today's Thursday. At this time, I really should be in my clinic and seeing patients. Right. But, you know, it's, it's not safe. So that was taken away from me. So can you imagine what was taken from all the other Katanubers as well? Mm -hmm. So it's entirely normal and it's highly recommended to definitely change your routine to accommodate what we've got now. I always tell my patients, eh, work with what you've what you've got. Work with what you have. So, you know, uh, stuck at home, not doing much. You'd like to be productive. You'd like to do something that gives you pleasure. If it's plants, then it's plants. I totally recommend it. Perfect. Um, based on your reading or even your experience, do you think being with nature is more of a nature versus nurture kind of training? Like, do you grow up learning to love plants because you see your grandparents do it? Or do you just see people getting this magnetic effect of, re of rejuvenation when they're with plants? What do you think about that? I think it's, uh, no, I think it's always a mix of both. Uh, some people really type plants with very, very good memories. For example, roses are my favorite flowers because they're my mom's favorite flowers. That's beautiful. Yeah, so that kind of thing. And they have to be read, by the way. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. All right, what else? Uh, orchids and ferns. 
There, I tag those with my grandmother. Perfect. So they okay, so, put on heartstrings. Uh, yeah, definitely for me. Now, for those who did not grow up with plantitas or plantitos in their lives, if they see their friends or right now you go on social media, I really think my feed is overgrown. <laughs> I love it. But <laughs> my feed is overgrown. I love it. And, you know, if you see those and, you know, you get interested that, hey, my friends seem to be having a really good time with this. Why don't I try it? You know, so why don't you? So it's really a mix, both nature and nurture, what you grew up with versus the important people you see now. And, you know, there's really nothing wrong with trying new things, especially in this new normal. You know, this has been one of my better conversations about this topic simply because I get to speak with a medical colleague. I often feel out of place when I have to comment on things that are outside medical in our past conversations in our podcasts. But thank you for bringing some comfort in, in this conversation and a lot of the scientific and um, experiential evidence that you've been giving us. Um, to wrap up the session, would you have some tanum tips for our um, podcast uh, listeners? Okay, so I think at its most basic, it's very important to not force yourself into anything, even plant care, <laughs> or even care of certain plants if you don't want to. I actually have a black thumb, and my plants in the clinic and in, well, as you can see, the plant here is gone, <laughs> okay? Uh, we let it out for a little of the rain since, I know, since it's been raining here lately. Mm -hmm. But basically, my plants started surviving after I assigned them to someone else. <laughs> okay, so basically, at this most basic, don't force yourself. Don't force yourself into anything you don't want to do or you're not ready for, number one. And if you lose a plant, you are not any less for it. It's not a competition, okay? It's not plant show. It's just really you doing something you love or doing something you're interested in. And it's really a learning process, okay? So, yeah, be patient with yourself. And it's important that, you know, with plants like people, they're all different. So just see what kind of care the plant needs. And that's what you give. This is from somebody who drowned her plant during internship. <laughs> Have you noticed? I never I never told you guys about that plant. Yeah. When we were interns. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it died. <laughs> you know, it my, died, so. my wife, she'd tell me that, you know, no one has a black thumb. Everyone has a green thumb. But, you know, given the situation that you mentioned, if your plant did not survive, I'm sure that indirectly you have touched your patient or another person's life to be able to rejuvenate another. And that's the relationship you have for that plant propagating itself and being better. So that was the second part of our interview. Uh, Russell, what did you think about it? I really enjoyed listening to her. It it feels like I'm in a therapy session. <laughs> um, she she sounds really reassuring, and um, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, it, it reminds me of of some therapy sessions I've been in the past couple of weeks. Some of the things that 
psychologists and counselors really tell people is that, you know, there are a lot of things out of your control. And so you have to work with what you have. And that's what she said. Um, it, I know it's mostly about, you know, planting, but it, it also is very true to everything in your life, pretty much. Um, so working with what you have, when it comes to, you know, tending to a garden, also means like something like what Albert said, you know, um, you would just get seeds from your own food produce, or we the guyabano that we have was from a fruit that we got in Bayambang or in Pangasinan. Um, so I get, I, it reminds me of that. Recently, there's also, you know, that wave of just people selling more and more plants. And yun nga, it, it feels like um, more of a competition than when, you know, around you, you can already find some things. For example, ako, I... We here we are our landlady also has a garden. So what I so what I did instead of buying plants because I'm kuripot, um, I I asked for some uh, cuttings, some you know like uh, not, not really pinima wildlings, but um, just like the the baby plants from all the other plants that I like. Some of them are actually selling online are sold online. Like by the thousand of pesos. Tapos hiningi ko lang siya sa kapitbahay namin. And I just did one transplanting lang early in the pandemic. And now they're growing well. And I didn't even like paid so much attention to them. So I guess for me, that's one thing. Like working with what you have. Um, if, if you already have some... Um, plants around you, you know, don't stress yourself now you don't have the latest plants or you have you don't have, you know, the, the fancy ones out there. Even better, it's not just ornamental plants, just grow your own food, liba. So yeah, that's that's one thing for me. And and she mentions then the like why we we really like being in nature. Um, for her, it's memories, no? Like it's like what you said, Joe, earlier. Um, it's it's it, it ties up with um, stories and memories. For me, what I really miss about being outdoors and you know traveling is like one of my one of the ways I really unplug and recoup and you know recalibrate myself is because when you're in nature you know that there's such a big world out there bigger than you and that that it, that it's it induces awe you know the the power of awe um you can't get that from from here in the city you know um uh you get that in places where there's nature and millions of years of beauty out there. So yun yung nakakamiss lang, just being out there in nature. And it gives you that, you know, it recalibrates you in a different way. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I got from, from that session. It was really nice. I'm very glad that you felt that positive effect because when I was thinking about how to contribute for our group in terms of having an, my own interview for you guys, 
I really thought of a cool down episode. And I think that the briefing episode culminates into this interview. And I'm very happy of the positive effects it has brought upon you in terms of reminiscing how it should have been in the past and how we look forward to in the future. How do you feel about that, Albert? Yeah, when Russell was talking about you know, nature and when Doctrina was also talking about the pandemic, like how plants kind of give us a sense of connection, um, even during the pandemic where you're prevented to connect with other people. So um, for a lot of people, plants have been not maybe not necessarily a lifesaver, but really to help us. We, we say it often, but it's true. It, it, plants have, are helping many, many people cope with this new normal, I guess, so to speak. Um, when she mentioned that that part about the pandemic and all these you know people now planting, it it's for the lack of a better phrase, the 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 words that popped into my head were a, a temporary substitution of connecting with people for some reason. Parang we can't we can't connect with our friends and family as often, so we try to cultivate a connection with something like a plant in, in our homes, and that reminded me that despite the fact that we might lose connection or lose things that we were familiar with. Like Marcel said, nature, there's that awe of nature. Um, it connects to, to a thought I had about, we will always have the sun and we will, and we'll always have water, <laughs> sun and water, you know, um, it, it's hard when you're deep down and I'm sure it's even harder. I've never experienced this and I hope I don't, you know, the depression, you know, the kinds of things that people go through that I'm sure Doctrina um, has to work with all the time and helps these people come out of. When you're down deep in that dark, you know, these dark phases, when you lose people, it sometimes, Rosel's right, you just got to get out sometimes and even for a minute, just look up and be thankful that there is the sun always there. There is a life that's thriving um, despite all these things that are going on in your in your life, whether it be a pandemic or some other sense of loss, loss of connection, loss of people. So Doctrina kind of reminded me how thankful I am that that we have plants, that we can <laughs> that we have plant, we have got our garden, that you guys have your food for us. Nah. And uh, it it makes me hopeful as well. Um, coming into the new year, well, almost, we were just mentioning earlier off 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 air, <laughs> so to speak. Now, we only have 34 days as of recording of this podcast till Christmas and then another few days until the end, till the end of the year, you know. So I'm hoping for 2021, um, more and more people kind of get out there, hopefully even more once we have a vaccine, hopefully sana next year then, let's see. But the hope is there. And just to remind everyone listening and also a reminder to ourselves, like, no matter what happens, no matter how dark it gets, always remember there's always the sun. It's always there. Yeah, Albert, that was very nice. That was very beautiful and truly relatable at all points. Yeah. What do you um, think, Joe? Yeah, I, I agree with what Russell and Albert have said. And, you know, when the pandemic started, there were a lot of articles online saying, this is nature, you know, uh, responding to what we've been doing to her, right? I think it's also... Uh, a way for whether it's nature reminding us or for us to remind ourselves that that you know we are part of nature and it is essential to our existence right 
and I was just telling Chinkin earlier how uh, ironic is not the word, but I don't know uh, how, I guess, perfect it is. Now, now that at least in our country, lockdowns are easing up, right? And people are starting to go out more. The advice still is to stay outdoors, right? Eat outdoors. If you want to dine out, you know, pick a place where you can stay outdoors. And it's like, it's a constant reminder throughout this pandemic. You know, people started planting. And now that the pandemic is sort of hopefully ending, right? Still stay outdoors, right? I think that's a, that's such a clear message for all of us to, to reconnect with nature. And I think in doing so, in reconnecting with nature, we also somehow reconnect with each other in a deeper way, in a more substantial way. Like how you guys, right? How all, all four of us started reconnecting through in this pandemic for this podcast. And yeah, I think... It's such a, I, I really like the interview. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Thank Trina. you, Dr. Trina. And uh, it was a hopeful, uh, it had a hopeful feel and message to it. That And, you know, planting a garden, I think it's really about hope, right? Like when you plant something, when you sow a seed, it's like such a tiny thing, but but your hope is that it will sprout and then it will grow and it can grow into a tree. I mean, what? What tangible thing can is there to represent hope? Right? I think that's a plant is a great symbol of hope. I'm extremely happy that we've recalled uh, familiar routines that we were used to before, and hopefully we can shift back to that in a matter of months or even a year. And then we also have to consider that we used to hang out in these places or aspire to visit new places in order to be rejuvenated. And again, my appreciation or our appreciation to Doctrina for giving us, you know, very good psychiatric advice and methodologies in terms of plants and mental health. Thank you, Doctrina. Thank you, Doctrina. I feel like we should be charged for this. We should favor some <laughs> Hello, Doctrina. Just let Don't us know what's that. your hourly your hourly rate. <laughs> I think it's more expensive if it's telemedicine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> So that's it for now, Katanoomers. Our first season is coming to a close, but we still have a final episode for you the Tuesday after next. Thank you for listening, and we hope you can join us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Tanoom Tuesdays on both platforms. Take care, everyone. Bye. From Manila, this is Albert. This is Rosal. Keep growing. And from Bacolod, it's Joanne. And Chinkin. Keep, Keep planting. planting. Intro music is Siesta by Jazar. <laughs>